Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstakes.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I will be your host. Unfortunately, Rita Peters, who is my co-host, is not feeling well, so she was not able to make it. Please keep her in your prayers, and she'll be with us next week. We have a jam-packed program for you today. Uh, we all know that uh, the there was a large kerfuffle in the House of Representatives, but one thing that did come out of that was we have a new speaker, which is um, uh, House Leader McCarthy, who's going to be the Speaker of the House, and he also promised a single subject, uh, single subject bills, or he put the kibosh on all omnibus uh, bills. But is that really going to happen? Is that going to be a long-term solution? to omnibus spending and omnibus bills. I don't think so, and many here at Convention of States don't think so as well. The good news is Convention of States, or a, an Article 5 Convention of States, could uh, bring an amendment that would stop all omnibus bills. We're going to be talking with COS Action co-founder and, and, and advisor, uh, Dr. Michael Ferris. He's going to be joining us in just a few moments. He's going to talk about that and many other uh, issues within his new article series that's coming out. We have a new edition of COS Now to keep you updated with Convention of States. But before we go to that, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. And sorry to see that you're solo today. And we'll pray for Rita and make sure that she's feeling better. But in the meantime, let's jump right into our Article 5 trivia because we have a whole bunch of really cool stuff that many of you already know, but it's so great to talk about. And some news flash today, a news flash. We're going to give away something we've never given away before in the history of the organization. How about a Convention of States flag? It is yours if you're the one who answers this question correctly. And I fly one from my flagpole at my home. It is super cool. People ask about it. People love the look of it. And if you should happen to not win the flag today, you can go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can get your own flag. It's quite a bit of fun to have that thing. It's a quality flag. It's made in America. And now let's get on to our business. Convention of States Action has formed a unique Article 5 organization. It's the only current Article 5 effort that's being primarily driven by you, or should I say we, the people. Our goal is to have grassroots teams in over half of the 7,000 plus state legislative districts nationwide. We believe the people are the secret to calling the first ever Article 5 Convention of States. It's never been done in American history, but the secret to organizing the people is to unite around the change that they want to see. That's why we designed our Article 5 application so it would motiv motivate enough people to get the job done. When people see our application, they realize that the subject matter of Convention of States is a solution big enough to solve our long-term structural problems. And I, we're talking anybody sees that. People largely agree in mass numbers. Very few people say that they want the opposite of what we stand for, which I'm not going to give it away. Furthermore, they see 
the potential to bring about a new era of liberty and flourishing in our nation. So here's the question. Our Article 5 application has three topics which provide the agenda for the Convention of States. What are those three topics? Again, our application has three topics which provide the agenda for the Convention of States. What are those three topics? I'll be back later in the show to give you the answer to that. There's a good chance it's rolling right off your tongue, hopefully right off your fingers into that keyboard so all of us can see it in the chat. And I'll be back. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, before we go to our interview, let's see some history being made. Here's the latest news from convention of, from the Convention of States movement in this week's edition of COS Now. On Sunday night's battle cry, Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler made a big announcement. I did an interview with Tucker Carlson over the Christmas holiday break. I went to a studio, recorded the Tucker Carlson Today Show, which is behind the paywall at Fox Nation. And I did an hour interview, and that will air next Tuesday. So they'll start promoting that shortly. Uh, next Tuesday, that will be on air. And Tuesday night on Tucker's show, Tucker and I were texting yesterday on Tucker's show Tuesday night, there'll be a clip from the full interview. So if you're not a subscriber to Fox Nation, to their what's behind the paywall, all the incredible content that, that they have there, I recommend you do it. I know they have a deal. I think if you're a veteran, if you're a first responder, I think your first year is free. We are expecting that interview to air Tuesday, and you can access it through foxnation.com. Meanwhile, Convention of States endorser and Texas Congressman Chip Roy recently appeared on Life, Liberty, and Levin to break down the fight for the Speaker of the House. Another one uh, opposed Convention of States in Arizona, which is a big issue with me. Uh, which if you really want fundamental change, that's where you get it, because I don't think Washington's going to change Washington. But let me get back to this. So now you got most of the rules you wanted. Are we going to get most of the things we want? You only control one body and you barely control that. Well, let me address real quick the list of folks. And, and you and I agree on the Convention of States, for example, Mr. Biggs. As of this week, the Convention of States podcast has officially gone daily. Five weekly shows will publish a new episode each weekday. The newest feature is a Friday program called the Liberty Update. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. Convention of States endorser Mark Levin took to the air in public support of Convention of States. And a new poll reveals that Americans are fed up with out-of-control government spending. All of that today, right here on the Liberty Update. The Convention of States podcast also offers inspiring legacy audio from our archives, audio versions of The Battle Cry and COS Live, and the faith-focused Crossroads with Mark Meckler and COS Live co-host Rita Peters. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Crossroads, where faith and culture meet. You can subscribe to all of these shows via the Convention of States podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Podbean. To learn more, go to www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod. With the start of the new year, Convention of States teams across the country are very busy visiting their state capitals and meeting with state legislators. 
including in Tennessee, Iowa, and Colorado. Legislative hearings are expected as early as this week. When possible, we share live streams of these legislative events and provide commentary via special editions of CUS Live on our social media platforms, so stay on your toes over the next several weeks as we both watch history and make it. Citizens will make their voices heard, and legislators will courageously take a stand for the constitutional solution that's as big as the problem. This week, Convention of State's co-founders Michael Ferris and Mark Meckler will be heading to a town hall in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. That event will be occurring Thursday evening, and you can learn more at conventionofstates.com. Yes, Michael Ferris is back at COS, and in addition to doing events and making calls, he is authoring a new series of articles inviting citizens and legislators alike to imagine what's possible under the COS Article 5 application. In the first offering in this series, he shares an idea on how to forever ban the corrupt practice of omnibus bills, writing, quote, The solution to this is to adopt a new constitutional amendment that mirrors provisions found in 41 state constitutions. It is called the Single Subject Rule. The Constitution of Minnesota provides a typical example, quote, No law shall embrace more than one subject which shall be expressed in its title, unquote. Imposing a single-subject rule on Congress would result in a dramatic reduction in both spending and regulatory efforts because they simply can't get enough floor time to debate and approve all the items that are now being foisted upon this country through 4,000-page bills. Such an amendment will never get more than a handful of votes in Congress, much less the two-thirds majority of both houses required to propose constitutional amendments. But the resolution championed by Convention of States action, if approved by 34 state legislatures, will result in a convention where such a measure can be drafted, refined, and sent out to all 50 states for ratification. And now you're up to date with Convention of States. Thank you so much, Producer G, for putting that all together and getting us caught up. Thank you so much for uh, finding all those great pieces. One thing that I just absolutely loved was seeing uh, Mark Levin uh, talk to uh, Representative uh, Chip Roy. It's great to see two champions for convention of states talking about some political affairs that are happening in Washington, D.C. And of course, the great one, Mark Levin, he said that if you want real transformation, you want real change, the only thing that can do that is a convention of states. Also, the other highlight there, the podcast that we have, amazing, Jake Fay and Brianna Kramer with their own podcast, uh, keeping us up to date with what's going on. So amazing to see uh, all these amazing patriots adding to well, places where you can get sources of information. So please be sure to check that out. Also check out our social media and other places where you can get uh, updates on everything related to Convention of States and everything related to our movement uh, across the country. All right, with that, we are going to bring uh, Dr. Ferris on to talk about omnibus bills. Well, today we have the pleasure of bringing uh, uh, Mr. Ferris, Michael Ferris, onto the program today. He is a senior advisor for Convention of States Action. He's also the co-founder of Convention of States. Uh, he is also um, the uh, founder of Homeschool Legal Defense Association and the founder of Patrick Henry College. And he was the president and CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Mr. Ferris, it's a pleasure to have you on this program. More importantly, it's just a, a joy to have you back with Convention of States Action and just on the team. I just want to start there with our with, with this first question is um, you've hit the ground running and you're going to be going to North Carolina with our uh, president uh, and your co-founder, Mark Meckler. Um, right. And so what is it what is it like kind of getting back into the swing of things with Mark and with Convention of States? Well, it's a high energy, uh, exciting place to be. Uh, Mark is a tremendous organizer and uh, um, just a, a, a great friend and a real 
a lover of the Constitution, a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, it, it's so it's so exciting. Um, and so um, I'm thrilled with all the progress it's made. I mean, we're at 19 states. I mean, that's a, a very um, good good progress in the in the years that I was uh, uh, not being able to actively uh, work with CLS. I mean, I I did a few things very 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 occasionally while I was at uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, but um, but mostly, you know, Mark was doing uh, the leadership all by himself, and you know, I was cheering uh, from time to time. Uh, and so, a lot of progress. Um, you know, obviously, we've got to get to 34, and uh, you, we need to pick up several states this year. North Carolina is one of those states, very important state, and among many other of its fine attributes, it has five of my grandchildren who live there. My, you know, I have a daughter and son-in-law live there too, but uh, really, more importantly, my, my five grandchildren live there. So, so I'm um, really vested in making sure that North Carolina gets on board for the uh, protection of our freedom for the long haul. Excellent. So uh, uh, you and Mark, uh, or Mark announced that you were coming back at the Reclaiming Liberty Summit in Orlando. And it was, there was so much energy when that announcement was made. And so many people were just, I mean, they were just floored that you were coming back to Convention of States, given your record and just what you have done in your life. And just, they were just thinking about how you are going to get us across the finish line. And you talked about, for example, the 19 states that have already passed, but those 19 states, they, they, um, developed their application based on the language that you provided. So in essence, you really were kind of the uh, person that was behind the scenes in a way, getting this, getting it passed in those 19 states because you uh, helped with writing the application to call a convention, at least the resolution that we're going to be using. Um, I want to get into the specifics of an article series that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, specifically right. the omnibus uh, bill that you, are, you talked about in your latest article. But before, can you just paint a broad picture of, of what can be accomplished through article through an Article Five Convention of States, and just maybe explain to our audience the importance of going into the specifics of what can be achieved through these different amendment ideas. Well, the founders gave us two ways to pr propose particular amendments to the Constitution. Uh, Congress, when two thirds of both houses agree, can propose amendments and. 38 states then have to ratify it. Um, but the states were given the ability to unilaterally both propose and ratify amendments because George Mason correctly said at the Constitutional Convention, there's going to be a day when the federal government abuses its power. When that day comes, we need to give somebody besides the, the people that are doing the abuse, we need to give them the power to be able to stop a runaway federal government. And that's why a Convention of States is such a needed and powerful tool, because we can stop runaway federal power abuse, which has been going on for a very long time, because the states have frankly neglected their duty to rein them in from time to time. And so the, um, uh, now the, the application we've written has three threads, and it, uh, amendments that align with those three threads are germane, are possible to be proposed. And then if a majority of the states agree, can be then sent to the remaining 38 states, to all the states, um, legislatures, to see if 38 will ratify. So uh, fiscal restraints on the federal government, 
term limits on federal officials, and restrictions on federal power are the three areas that can be uh, germane uh, at, under the application that 19 states have now passed. And so people say, well, what if it proposes to repeal the First Amendment or the Second Amendment? Nobody's too worried, apparently, about the Third Amendment. I, I wouldn't want it repealed either, but but I've never heard a Third Amendment complaint. But uh, people come up with these fantasy stories of what could happen. Well, if 34 states proposed a convention to change the Second Amendment, then you could have a convention on that purpose. But so far, no states have done that, and the chances of 34 states proposing that is zero. So there's not going to be any discussion of repealing the Second Amendment. There's not going to be any discussion of any of the other fantasy stories that are told. There's going to be uh, discussions of fiscal restraints on the federal government, term limits on federal officials, and restrictions on federal power. Those are the things that can be discussed, and I hope a package of amendments, kind of like a modern Bill of Rights, will come out and uh, will take care of several corrections on a variety of things, mainly so that we can get back to the Constitution the way it's written. Um, the Supreme Court has misinterpreted so many provisions of our Constitution, uh, the most consequential of which are the General Welfare Clause and the Commerce Clause. And if we can fix those to go back to the original meaning of both of those, then we can effectively reverse the Supreme Court and uh, and stop these abuses of, of federal power. Mm -hmm. I want to go to w what you were just talking about with the package of amendments. And you talked about um, uh, there, there being a correction is what you used. And right. one of the things that you highlighted in this recent article is omnibus bills. And you really laid it all out and you focused in on why omnibus bills are bad. Can you just for our viewers in layman's yeah. terms, explain what an omnibus bill is and why it is something that needs to be corrected? Okay. Well, everybody uh, knows, at least in real general terms, uh, big legislative packages, usually they're thousands of pages long. Uh, the most recent horrible example is in late December, there was passed a $1.7 trillion package. It was labeled a spending bill, and it did, you know, indeed spend $1.7 trillion. But there were other provisions in it as well that had nothing to do with spending. And, and so there's a whole bunch of things just jammed together and you give all the power brokers, you know, you know, get somebody, something for everybody. And uh, the consequence of that is uh, all this stuff passes because people have made deals. And if they had to vote individually on these ideas, some of them would pass and some of them wouldn't pass. Some of them are good ideas, perhaps. A lot of them are bad ideas. And so um, there are 41 states that have in their state constitution uh, a version of what's called a single subject rule, meaning bills have to be on a solitary topic and you can't put these jammed bills together so that you get all these shenanigans going on. And six countries have ver uh, various forms of that. And uh, one of the Norwegian countries, I think it's, or not Norwegian, one of the Scandinavian countries, I should say, and I believe it's Sweden, has a provision that requires all their legislation to meet the single subject rule and six other nations have certain kinds of 
legislation that has to meet the single subject rule. So it's not an unheard of idea. Principally, 41 states do it. And uh, it's a way of making sure that legislators read the bills. It's making sure a way that the people can understand what's in the bills. And you don't get the deal like Nancy Pelosi famously said a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, where she said, well, if you want to know what's in the bill, you have to pass it and then we can read it. And that's nonsense. We need to stop this. And we need to make Congress slow them down. I mean, at a, at a minimum, um, fewer bills would get passed. Um, and, and so... You wouldn't, you, you know, if you if you jam a hundred bills together in one package, well, you vote on. They won't have time to vote on a hundred. Maybe they vote on ten. Maybe they vote on twenty. Um, and so, eighty percent of a lot of the nonsense that gets jammed into those bills would just fall to the cutting floor, uh, cutting room floor, and that would be a good good idea. So, I, I'm all in favor of restricting federal power in ways that makes Congress more responsible, makes and more transparent to people. And frankly, I don't see why that particular, this particular idea cuts across any ideological lines. The only people who like this are people who love backroom de- deals and they make money for their clients or their, their own pockets. That's, that's the only people that, that prosper under this, this current approach. Everybody, both parties, all ideologies should back this particular kind of measure. Yeah, and in the article, you mentioned how it's you know, some of these bills are thousands of pages long. How can anyone read that? How can anyone get through uh, a thousand-page bill and have you know a short window of time to read it, and not just you know read it, but digest it and understand the ramifications of it? It's just not humanly possible. And like you said, there's politicians who have famously said, like, well, you have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. And it just doesn't seem like that is a way that we should be conducting American governance. And it seems like a, 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 a serious abuse of, of power that is happening in, in Congress. Um, can you, you know, you, you writ, wrote in this article some of the different um, items that are within that bill, within the omnibus uh, spending package that was just passed in December. Can you go into some of the specifics that are completely unrelated to spending? Because it just it amazes me that there are some of these items here that have nothing to do with spending. And maybe you could just share with our audience a few uh, that you think are the most egregious that are in there. Well, there's a electoral college reform that's in there. And I don't know that per se, I think that that's that uh, egregious. It's just so different. Um, and I think, you know, Congress does have the jurisdiction to say some things about the Electoral College. Now, they they don't, they can't banish it and they can't take the states out of it. But nonetheless, there are certain things they can do. So it's subject matter. I don't have a problem with, with them doing it. But it just has nothing to do with uh, half of the, or more than half, vir- virtually nothing else that's in the bill. And so uh, there are, um, you know, spending examples where they are spending millions of dollars on the January 6th prosecution team, expanding the Justice Department's uh, budget by hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, there are just, you know, the, the, the examples are, are really too many to, to, to laundry list here. But I, I think that, uh, the, you know, the point is, Let's take up each one of these ideas individually and let's vote on the Justice Department's budget. And then let's vote on whether reforming the Electoral College 
uh, counting process is a good idea. And let's vote on these things individually and not make all these backroom deals where you get your budget process and we get our art museum for gay rights in New York City and other things like that, that we're all in the bill. Mm -hmm. So I want to go to what Speaker McCarthy uh, did when he came in as the the new Speaker of the House. He he agreed or he promised that he would uh, introduce single subject, a single subject rule for Congress effectively uh, preventing omnibus legislation from coming on the House floor. Um, is this is this a way to correct omnibus spending? Or should we just, uh, you know, say, oh, OK, well, Speaker McCarthy uh, has effectively ended these large uh, bill packages and we don't need to worry about that in the future? Or is this something that needs to be fixed through a constitutional amendment? Well, um, you know, let's assume for the sake of discussion that they uh, um, uh, both houses would follow this rule. Um, you know, the, the, you could, you could, and since spending measures have to originate in the House, if the House actually does that and lives up to it, that is a very good interim step. But here's the problem. The next Speaker of the House could come along and just reverse any gains that were made in this way. And I think we have to fairly say that, you know, I'm glad that Speaker McCarthy agreed to this, but it was the conservative protesters that insisted on it. And so, you know, we, we, we saw some courageous action by a handful of people. and. The speaker went along with it, and so I'm glad. I'm glad for both sides of that. Um, but it's not permanent. The House rules are never permanent. They can be amended easily at the beginning of every session, and they can be amended with a little bit of work in the middle of sessions. Uh, and so um, I think that that's uh, you know a great thing, but it's not a permanent solution. So the, the single subject rule is something that has mass appeal regardless of what, you know, the pr- political persuasion you might have. But Congress is unlikely to ever really put into permanent effect any limitations of power, especially since they are the source of the issue. So does this not go to the very reason of why the framers of the Constitution gave the people the secret way to propose amendments to the Constitution? Well, uh, yes. I mean, the, George Mason said it explicitly. It was the uh, final days of the Constitutional Convention. Up until then, they thought they had it all balanced. You know, the Congress was going to propose amendments, <clears throat> and the states were going to ratify the amendments. And uh, up until then, I think that they were thinking um, pretty much about needing to make sure that the federal government had adequate power because under the Articles of Confederation, the balance of power between the states and the and the national government was too far balanced on, on the sides on the side of the, the states. And so even things that people the founding generation agreed should be settled on a national basis were very difficult to implement because of the Articles of Confederation. So they were they were thinking kind of in that framework only. And Mason had the foresight to look down into the future and say, wait a second, guys, it can work the other way around. The federal government can get too power hungry and it can, can abuse its power. And if, if, it's, if that happens, we need to have a methodology that doesn't depend on the federal government to agree to this. We need to be able to have the states agree to this alone. And um, the, the, the debates of the Constitutional Convention record that it passed NEMCOM, which means without dissent. It was, people just said, 
this is self-evidently a good idea. And they just agreed to it right away. And so it was one of those things the founders just really understood. So going back to the single subject, um, the single subject um, amendment, yeah. uh, what will the effect of something like this be on common citizens? Do you see any and, and, and do you see any secondary effects that could be positive for the country long term? There will be less federal spending, which means you're going to keep more of your own money and your grandchildren will be less in debt. It will decrease the ability of the federal government to pass crazy rules hidden in the bowels of big bills. That happens far too often currently. And so uh, a lot of the things that have to be done under the stealth of night uh, and in back rooms and last minute additions to big bills, that will go away. Uh, shining the spotlight on government and letting us all have the ability to read the legislation, to be able to comment on and point it out and show why it's bad is, uh, is a very important attribute of good governance. And so um, anytime, you know, there's basically only two people can, can make a, a particular decision. Either I make the decision about where my kids go to school, about which doctor I decide to use, or about, you know, what I want my, how my, I want my, uh, stove to be gas or electric. I can eat, I can make that decision or the government can make all those decisions. And when I make those decisions, that's called freedom. And when the government makes those decisions, that's called tyranny. And so um, uh, I, I, I think that preserving our freedom and stopping tyranny is in everybody's interest. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, Mr. Ferris, before we let you go, I just want to ask, you're going to be going to North Carolina. Um, what, what, what after that, what's next for you with Convention of States? Are, are people going to see you on the road more often throughout the legislative session? Well, it's going to be a while from my appearance in North Carolina on, on Thursday <clears throat> until my next appearance, because I don't go anywhere until next, the following week on uh, Monday. I fly to Iowa and I'm there Monday and Tuesday. So it's going to be like four days between those things. I know it's a long time to wait, but uh, there you go. Uh, and then and then I'm going to be in Connecticut uh, soon. And uh, let's see. I know that there are more, uh, but those are the ones that are coming to mind right, right now. And, and those are the next few weeks. And um, legislative hearings tend to pop up at the last minute. And so I'm on tap to go when when's needed. Uh, the various legislative hearings and to uh, uh, our, our legislative pushes or rallies or information sessions. And so, you know, uh, I can, I'm 25 miles from Dulles Airport and I can get on a plane and get someplace pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, expect to see me around a lot. Well, that's amazing. So many people are excited to see you showing up in the legislatures across the country and on the road, you're just going to be such an amazing, you are such an amazing champion for, for convention of states and the grassroots. So I know so many of them are excited to see you traveling the states to help us get this convention going to get us across the finish line. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Ferris, it was a pleasure to speak with you today. We hope to have you back again soon. Thank you for joining us. Great. I'm glad to join you anytime. God bless. God bless you too. All right, we are going to go to our Article 5 Trivia Giveaway answer with, with our COS Vice President, Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you.
Thank you, Andrew. Wow. Having Michael Ferris, just thinking about the brainchild of just these couple of thoughts you guys discussed about on the show is so powerful. It really motivates us. It moves us to have a deeper understanding of what it is we're all fighting for. And thank you again for being here and in the fight. If you're wondering why I look different, it's because I'm standing up. I have this standing desk thing now, which I kind of like. I like standing up rather than sitting all day. I feel better. So if you want to feel better, try it. Try standing up. There's my little promotional message for you to feel better and to be healthy. Okay, let's go back to our giveaway. And first ever in the history of Convention of States, we're giving away this very cool Convention of States flag that you can fly from your flagpole. You can hang on your wall. You can bring it to events. What a great, great flag it is. If for some reason you don't win, feel free to go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can pick up a flag for yourself. You can get them at conventionofstates.com. So here we go. Our question again was our Article 5 application has three topics which provide the agenda for the Convention of States. What are those three topics? What are those three topics? Well, here is your answer. I know so many of you know this. It's ingrained. If you've been around a while, you know that, that the answer is amendments that limit DC's time, power, and money. And specifically, let me read the resolution to you. Remember, this is the exact same resolution in any state that passes it, so we'll aggregate, so we will have a convention under Article 5. Here it is. The legislature of the state of, in my case, California, hereby applies to Congress under the provisions of Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States for the calling of a convention of the states limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and members of Congress. This is truly a solution as big as the problem. Is it any wonder why this plan is working? Everybody agrees with that. If you ever bring it up, do you believe that we should do this? People really resonate on term limits, I find. Anyway, the involvement of millions of Americans has led to 19 states already having passed the COS Article 5 application with many more lining up to consider it in this 2023 legislative session. Our Article 5 resolution casts a vision that's actually big enough to fix the problems in D.C., drain the swamp, and restore the balance of our government. And it's amazing because you ask people that are complaining about how bad it is, well, what do you think the solution is? The only solution I've ever heard that is viable is exactly what we are doing, what you're involved in. And if you want to accelerate your involvement, there's a couple of quick things you can do. Of course, you can go to conventionofstates.com and you can sign the petition. I presume many of you guys that are watching have done that. That's no problem. But then you can go into the Take Action tab of conventionofstates.com, and you can then go in and volunteer. You can become a district captain. District captains are that half of the 7,000 legislative districts that we're talking about. We need leaders in half of them, and we still need more. 
anyway, that's what we got going on over here. I hope you're the one that won the flag. In either case, I'm going to turn it back over to Andrew to wrap up the show. Great seeing you all again. Thanks, Mike. Well, we do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. If you're ready to take your place among Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore the republic, sign up, sign up as a volunteer for Convention of States. Go to www.conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action page to get started. Don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts. Search Convention of States on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Parlor, Truth Social, and Instagram. You can listen to this program and other historic legacy content by searching Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Please check out The Battle Cry with COS co-founder and president Mark Meckler. It's on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. We have a country to save, though, so it's time for us to get back to work. Thanks for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.